Do you want to know what I, I watched this week, Jacob? Not really. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Very Reasonable Pilots podcast. I'm Jake, your co-host, and, and Charlie's here as well. He's yeah. your host. I'm the host. I'm the host. I'm supposed to do the intro. I was going to talk about Wednesday, but Jake doesn't want to hear about it. He is too excited <laughs> to talk about the pitch that he has. I just thought it'd be funny to just completely dismiss yeah, you. Yeah, just but, dismissal. Yeah. Wednesday's pretty good. You should watch it. I know. I watched the first two episodes with you. Yeah. I watched the remaining six episodes. It's all right. Oh, look at you. You just said it was pretty good. And then you said it was all right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The first two episodes are, are pretty good. Second two episodes are pretty good. The final two episodes are all right. Okay. It's a coincidence um, that all the episodes that are pretty good and to even great are directed by Tim Burton and the final two episodes are not. But they are making a season two. So let's see all the adventures that Wednesday Adams gets up into when she's at Nevermore Academy. Yep. Yep. But first Uh, we got to learn about Jake's new characters and show. My pitch. My show. Your show. Well, I got two title ideas. I think I'm going to go with Shoot Me Last. I like that. That's good. the other idea was Gore Sport. I like shoot me last better because more like shoot. Uh, it's a command. You know? I like it. it. It's like you're you're getting the audience's attention by yelling at them. You know, shoot me last. Shoot yep. me last. Like don't forget to bribe the refs. Yep, it's, that's you know that's kind of in the same vein. Yeah, it also helps that I'm looking directly at the at the at the, the thumbnail for that episode. Yeah, okay. Well, um, shoot me last. Uh, essentially, um, this is a. It's not so distant future dystopian Canada. It's dystopian because it's it's a world where prisoners, um, if you're sentenced to life, you may be put into the Colosseum. It's called the Colosseum. That's the um, the name of the game. It's essentially this prime time, big everyone watches sport like thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, the know, world. Everyone's Cup. excited for Sunday night football or. Uh, when you're watching soccer on the weekends or whatever, this is like the big sporting event, right? All right. Happens every weekend or every week. It's like a a 24-hour live stream. But what it is is 50 prisoners duking it out in... um, It's it's different sort of games every time, but this season, the first season of this show, is 50 prisoners in like a wintry wilderness surviving and also trying to kill each other oh fun so like a sort of a mishmash between um the hunger games and your one of your very earliest shows i forget the title T- uh, town of salem i think is what it was called well that was like a game where you had to like get to win the game okay but the, this the, it's not just a game it's the game is survival but they yeah. are this is it, the yeah, this is like it's about like Town of Salem was about like you winning this game thing, mm-hmm. and th- these and these these events are going to be about killing each other. All this that's why one of the titles was Gore Sport, Gore because Sport. it's all about you know maybe one week it's everyone's in an actual coliseum like Rome and they all have gladiator outfits on and they're fighting. That's like would be one season or something like that, right? That'd be one stretch of the games. But this season is. They're set on a Canadian island. It's winter in wonderland. The, in the wintry wilderness. There's wolves. There's bears. It's cold. Um, there's supplies all around the place, kind of like Hunger Games. But it's not like 
it's like there's homes and stuff that have been abandoned, so you have to like go through oh, them so okay. see what you can find and stuff. So it's a you have to loot. It's not just a, a you know a box full of yeah food and guns and stuff. There's you know, and you can build you know makeshift weaponry out of what you find, even if you don't find a mm-hmm. anything useful. You find like a, a a wooden spoon. You can sharpen it into a blade or something like that. Yeah. All right. There are there are a couple of guns, but guns are very rare in this. And, um, and bullets even rarer. Yes. Uh, so, you know, all the prisoners, they have to worry about surviving, eating, you know, building fires because it's really cold. Mm-hmm. But they also have to worry about each other and killing each other. Yeah. Meanwhile, everyone at home is just watching, uh, like, the live stream. And uh, I assume we'll have, like, uh, if you're... <laughs> well, there, in, in the U.S., we have Red Zone, which is, like, the... It's a TV show which shows like all the re- instant replays of the games and like all the highlights and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all that kind of stuff. And I assume there'll be a talk show that does that. Yeah, we're gonna have commentators over the stuff. Can we be the commentators? Well, into that, you and me. I was thinking so. Yeah, that sounds um, fun. Maybe people that are funnier that would be better. Yeah, get some actually good talkers. Good people, yeah, <laughs> people who speak for a living. Let's get them in. All right. Maybe we're we could have a. It. Oh, I was just gonna say we could have a funny little thing. Where, like, the adults are watching the ref, like, the red zone, you know, with the commentators. And then you, you know, look at the kids, you know, and they're watching the same games, but they're watching it like a Twitch stream. And there's just a little yeah. guy in the corner, and he's like, thanks, Dylan64, for your sub. You're, so, you're pretty cool. Man, he's it's really... Like him reacting to it. Yeah. yeah. Man, he's really hitting him really hard with that rock. Whoa. Guys, brains are everywhere. All right, you guys, yeah. you should uh, totally use my my discount link. My... <laughs> All right, discount code Dylan sixty nine at at gfuel dot com checkout. You get the brand new flavor of G Fuel. I don't know any flavors of G Fuel. Let's make up with <laughs> dead prisoner brains. That's the um, yeah, that's... dead prisoner brains. That's the name of the flavor. Yeah, tastes like strawberry. Speaking of dead prisoner bl- brains. Uh, the pilot. Ooh. Um, so our main character, we're going to be following, her name is Cleo. Mm-hmm. She's like uh, 18 to 20 years old. Um, like, a, she's a bad kid. Like, she grew up as like a, you know, just an all-around not good person. Yeah, she's um, been... Constantly ran away from home, stole. Uh, just not a good person. Bullied. And so she hangs out with not a very good crowd. Yeah, as that um, typically tends to happen. And so Cleo and a group of other um, similar-aged kids, you know, on the on the verge of being adults, but they're all maybe seventeen's a good age actually. So they're not not quite adults. Yeah. Um, are robbing a gas station convenience store. Um, one of the kids has a gun. Uh, the other have like you know little knives. Uh, we don't see the gun yet, so I shouldn't have told you that. But oh no, you know they all have like knives. So we don't know there's a gun. You don't they re- they remove that from your head. I have no idea what you're talking about. So they get into like the Seven Eleven or whatever it is. Um, on the TV, the Coliseum is gonna be playing, and the kids are gonna look at it, and uh, you know they're they're not gonna be really interested because they're like ah it's just a bunch of old people killing them killing each other like who cares. Yeah. Uh, maybe the the fight on the screen this week is like uh, maybe it's the gladiator arena, or maybe it's like people fighting in like the jungle or something. What if they have like box? It's like a boxing match, but they have like a bunch of knives taped to their hands. 
that's yeah. that's how it's done. Do that, sure. It's like the final fight, and so because the, the season's like ending, it's the finale. Yeah. And so the kids are like sort of interested because it's the finale, but not really. Mm-hmm. They're like you know busy robbing and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so on the TV that that's playing, um, but they don't really care. Mm-hmm. And everything's going well. The kids are robbing the place, and as like they're getting all the money from the counter and like the the guy behind it's like you know got his hands up and he's just like you know avoiding them and letting them do what they want a cop walks in oh god so like they're all everybody freezes looks at the cop the cop looks at them very quickly realizes what's happening um as he's about to say something one of the kids pulls out a gun cleo screams no like she obviously didn't know this kid had a gun yeah and she he shoots the cop blast so things quickly have gotten very bad because what was originally a uh, practically unarmed robbery, robbery like a very typical has quickly become murder of a cop and, which they don't like yep mm-hmm. so the kids all run except Cleo who tries to help the cop mm-hmm. um, and so she's like trying to stop the bleeding and she's like helping him because um, you know she's a bit shell shocked because she didn't want to kill someone yeah and where this goes from here is uh, she saves the cop's life essentially by stopping the bleeding and helping him until the uh, ambulance got there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she goes to jail for attempted murder, and like you know, helping attempt. No, murder yeah, I get, I get it. And she gets, uh, she gets life. Oof. So do you get life for just almost anything here in this uh, universe? Well, we'll explain shortly. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry. Because that's weird. We're like, why does she get life? And she'll be upset in the courtroom when it happens. Like, why do I get life for this? Mm-hmm. Um, and we cut to the studio of our two commentators after the... We'll, we'll hear them on the TV mm-hmm. um, in, like, the convenience store. Yeah. Rick Frost and Eddie Smite, ah. two high-energy announcers for the Coliseum. Um, so Smite and Frost are, they just finish and, um, they're like, you know, that was, that was such a, like a crappy game. You know, Ugh. like, no, this is like one of the worst seasons ever of this show. Like they're, they're not, they're not on live TV anymore. So they can, yeah, they can, they like can this. talk shit and they'd be like, ugh, I wish they, you know, got those serial killers back. It was gross, but it added a little bit of spice to each, you know, episode. Yeah. Yeah. We, we're not getting any good criminals these days anymore. It's just a bunch of pansies, a bunch of bedwetting mommy killers mm-hmm. and baby killers. Come on, get some real monsters in there. We need some real blood in here, yeah. So um, that's kind of when the head of engagement comes in and starts talking to them, and they talk about how they need a younger talent pool because they're not attracting the youth audience. Um, And so, like, Smite and Frost are like, yeah, sure, we'll sign off on it. And um, they're like, you know, can you get someone in for – can we get someone in for the next season? Like, it's starting in a few days. We need a – we got. I want this implemented like right away, and she's like, "Yeah, don't worry. We've already we've talked with the judges. We're we've made sure we've got um, fifteen under twenty five year olds in the next games. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna really get the next people. So it's kind of implied that they're sort of bribing judges to give people life sentences to get them in the games. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because originally, when they start the games, you can think like they had a huge pool of people that have life sentences. Mm-hmm. That can be in the games. Yeah, uh, I forgot to mention the incentive to this. Um, the longer you survive in the games, mm-hmm. the more money, the bigger cash prize you get. Oh, so you know if you die, there's 50 people. Let's say um, the 30th person will get you know some money, 
um, but like the second to last person will get a ton of money. Yeah. Right? Because you, you survived all the way up to the end. And the last person, the person that survives, doesn't get any money, but they um, get pardoned. Mm-hmm. All right. So they don't they don't die. And they get they're immediately set free. And does the money that they get, you know, after they because you know the people who it goes to their family. Right? Yeah, it goes to their family. Okay, that that makes sense. So you know, it, there's there's like an incentive to survive for longer because your family gets more money, and it's a lot of money. Like this is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, maybe a million dollars if you're getting second to last place. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, you're, you're you, they definitely want it, and these people like they're gonna. You know, they might be on death row. They might be uh, got life or whatever. So, or I mean, they they do have life or death row. So, yeah. it's like they they there's no point into them not you know not doing like it. They they want to help their family. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't they do this? And also, they don't have a choice. If you get picture in it, it could be a really impactful scene where a guy kills himself. You know, he's second to last, and he's like, "I made the million dollars." What? Wait, Charlie, let's just just you sorry, know, sorry, shut up real quick. sorry. You can cut that out. What do you think the show is called? Shoot me last. I don't. I don't. Um, I thought it was just a, a direction. Well, you know, I thought you were directing a, a shot. You know, and you were like, "Shoot me last," because you're in the shot. Also, <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh... Well, let's let's just move on here. Okay. You might hear that something like that similar in a little bit. Uh, just cut it out. It's fine. You no, know, I'll leave it in. Why not? All okay. Right, so, back to Cleo. She's in prison, mm-hmm. um, and her cell neighbor is Victoria Wells. You don't need to remember her name because we didn't really see her that much. Eleven. Her prison number eleven sixty four. Victoria Wells. By the way, Cleo got her number. She is eleven seventy seven. Oh. So the way they're sort of like. It's it's like sports, right? They have a number on their back while they're in the games, mm-hmm. and that's how people kind of remember them if they can't remember their first name. Yeah. So we got Victoria eleven sixty four and Cleo eleven seventy seven. Maybe instead of having um, their last names uh, uh, like above the number, they have like their penitentiary, right? Yeah, like dehumanize uh, them a little bit more so people you know s- stop feeling. Any- it could be the penitentiary on the front. It could be just like a sports jersey. Yeah, penitentiary on the front. Last name and number on the back, or just number, maybe. Just number. Yeah, I think. Because that's, like, it removes the empathy, right? I think it would be fun to design them like sports jerseys. I think so, too. And maybe there's some incentive for certain prisons if they, like, their people get farther, Mm -hmm. you know? So we could do a whole thing like that. We have, like, a deal, and it's like, oh, yeah, you know, Louisiana State Penitentiary just made, just, you know, signed on with EA Sports. They're going to be teaming up together to make the, the uh, what's the game called? Just the Coliseum. The Coliseum, you know, the video 26. Yeah, Coliseum 26. Yeah, that's what they call it. That'd be, that'd be a fun joke the commentators could make. Yeah. By, like, the new game that's coming out. Coliseum 26 coming out soon. Uh, it's the same as last year, but you'll buy it anyway. It's, so. It looks a wee bit better. All the names are changed. So it's worth uh, yep. uh, $160. We updated the rosters. Because everyone else yep. died. Brand new list of players. Because all the other players are no longer with us. Yep. Uh, a moment of silence for their in in their memory. All right, moment yeah. of silence over. Let's go. This is just the quickest moment of silence you've ever heard. Just four seconds long. Yeah. Uh, Victoria, um, tell like sort of explains like a little bit about what's happening and she's like you came at a bad time because they're picking prisoners for the coliseum but we should be all right since we're young 
Um, obviously, we know that that's not going to be the case. Nope. Uh, Victoria, a little bit more details on her. Um, she's kind of like a bit squirmy and hyperactive. Mm-hmm. She's a junkie. Oh. Um, she's in jail for murder, but she can't remember like who she killed and why and what. Because mm-hmm. she was on PCP or something like that. You know, one of those kind of drugs. One of those drugs that makes your memory go funky. Yeah. And, uh, but she, like, kind of means well. Like, she she couldn't hurt a fly, but obviously she can if she's high. Yeah. Uh, on whatever PCP, I guess. Angel one dust, those, like, baby. Angel dust. One of those, like, ones that make people, like, eat faces and shit. Yeah. Bath, uh, what was it? It's bath. Bed, bath, and beyond. Bath salts, saying? isn't it? <laughs> salts. That's where you buy bath salts, bed, bath, and beyond. Yeah. Uh, that's a store, if you don't know. I, I um, do know. The audience doesn't. Well, I meant for the audience. Nah, they can go fuck themselves. I know you know. I've taken you to Bed Bath & Beyond. It's where we bought our curtains. It is. Yeah. yeah for the room we're locked in. <laughs> the one room. Yeah. It's also where we bought our our single plate that we share. Yep. We share. It's a big plate. It's a it's very a, big plate. We got, a divide. we got one of those, like, grocery uh, dividers, like, that you see on, like, the conveyor belts in grocery stores mm-hmm. that people used to divide their groceries yeah. from, like, the next person's. It's the middle of our place. Exactly. It's good. It's a good system. Now back to the show. I don't think you've cleaned your half of the plate in years, but anyway. I just lick it up. <laughs> it's extra flavor. Duh, yeah. don't you know anything? Just a little bit of seasoning. No, I don't know a little bit of seasoning on the bottom. We're all- so they get pulled into the games, right? Um, didn't think they would, but they are. And not, not very happy about it, obviously. Um, they're given a limited amount of food to start off with and warm clothes and are set loose in random locations mm-hmm. on a northern Canadian island. Um, the episode ends with Cleo fretting and struggling through the snow and weather until she finally makes it to an old abandoned cabin. Yeah. And maybe maybe there's a little bit of a... Is there a little bit of intrigue? Maybe the cabin's got already got like some, some smoke coming out of the chimney. Or maybe she, like, she closes the door to get into the cabin and just as she does, we like, you know are a wide shot and we just see one foot you know step in the snow next to her you know just a little bit of intrigue next to the cabin the the idea maybe maybe it's just like a shitty place because she's like the idea is that the episode ends with her finally finding shelter but mm-hmm. like now she's in the game now you know what i mean yeah okay i don't want to set up anyone nearby because it's not i mean we could i guess as like a tease or something but there's no payoff because mm-hmm. there's not gonna be anyone nearby for a little bit okay that's fine Maybe it's a Yeti. Uh, Make it a Yeti. Maybe maybe the cabin, like, she gets in, it's going to be all okay, and, like, the there's a wolf outside or something. That See, that's good. I like that. A little bit of nature. Wolf outside. She can hear the howling. That's that's the ominous thing. Because there might be a wolf attack. Who knows? Who knows? I know, because I wrote it. Hopefully. Uh, episode two. Cleo turns the cabin to somewhat of a home, but, like, she doesn't really have that much food, and it's... Like, she doesn't have any tools to, like, fix stuff up or, like, chop any wood for a fire. Mm-hmm. And she's trying to grapple with her new reality of, like, fighting for her life and also trying to survive. She finds a can of soup and just, like, spends half the day just hitting it with a rock trying to open it. And when she does eventually open it, it spills everywhere it and spills she can't half, eat anything. Yeah. Out. Yeah. She's, like, sipping, like, the last third or fourth of it that's still in the can. Mm-hmm. Needs food. Um... She's, like, listening to gunshots gunshots and insanity outside. She finds a radio, Mm -hmm. which she tunes into the commentary of the game. The radio, the only thing it goes into is the commentary. And so this is how we're going to hear the funny commentators. Good. um, Through the radio. 
And so she listens for a while, but um, she gets scared, for, like from what they're talking about, and turns it off. Mm-hmm. And so she's cold, she's hungry, she needs to find stuff. So she leaves the home, and she gets end up like she wants to try to find another place where she can find food and stuff. Yeah, maybe tools or something. And she gets caught in a blizzard, and um, she's forced into a cave. And she's continually failing to make a fire over and over again. Mm -hmm. And just as she thinks she's going to die, she hears static on a radio or on a walkie-talkie near her. And she finds it. And it's another player. His name's Greg. Greg. Greg uh, is 1174. Um, So they're pretty close in number because Cleo is 1177. Yeah. All right. Greg Greg is a mid-30s handyman. I thought Um, you said nobody under the age of 25. No, 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 they they got fifteen people oh, okay. that are under the age of twenty five. Okay. There's fifty people in the game. My my bad, my misunderstanding. So uh, Greg, he's a he's mid thirties handyman. He doesn't tell her uh, what I'm about to tell you right now. He'll tell her later, but I'll tell you now because it's relevant for his character, and I don't feel like scrolling up on this page again. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, the reason he's in jail and is in the games is because he shot his boss during a hunting trip. Ooh. On purpose or After on finding out his wife was cheating on him and left him to have a kid with his boss, something she always said that she didn't want. She always said she never wanted kids, and he sort of just came okay with that, even though he, he did want kids. Yeah. And now she's having a kid with her his boss, who uh, she left him He's r- for. And the boss is richer and handsomer and better looking and smarter yeah. and all that better, stuff. Better, like, in every way, right? Yeah. And so he shoots him on a hunting trip. Um, but Greg, like, he... He didn't really. He didn't mean to do it. If uh, he claims he was an accident, because we'll see like a flashback at this moment. Mm-hmm. And for him, when he looks over in the scope of the rifle and shoots, he sees a deer. But as soon as he pulls the trigger, it's uh, it's his boss. It's a bout of temporary insanity. Yeah, it's like it's like his it's like his mind like convinced him to see it. Like he needed to see the deer so that he would do it. Mm-hmm. But he needed to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, he's very conflicted about it, and he regrets it deeply, though. Yeah. Maybe he was, like, a pacifist before that. You know? Well, he's just a guy that wouldn't murder... Wouldn't murder a you know, man. Which is most people. Eh. I think so. if, 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 you, if you put most people in front of the guy that stole their wife and, you know, had their dream I, life... I wouldn't shoot him. Are you saying you'd shoot him? If he stole my the love of my life and decided to, you know, have the life I always wanted, yes, I'd shoot him. Right in the face. Yeah. I don't think I would. Um, well, that's the difference. But you know, between you added and me. on to that, it's he's in his mid thirties too, so he feels like his life is over too. Like he, can't, he doesn't have another shot yeah. at redoing it. Yeah, he can't, you know, start again at thirty six. He feels like he can't. I mean, he could. He could, you know, he obviously, like he but he, he feels like he can't. Can't. So, uh, Greg's on the other line, and um, he also found a walkie, and he's like, he's, he's been talking into it because he, he's like lonely and just wants to speak to someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thought maybe, like, you know, if they've got one walkie, surely there's another. Somewhere and, around here. And uh, she talks to him on it. A little apprehensive at first, but she needs help making a fire. And he's a handyman and hunter <laughs> as he shot his <laughs> boss during the hunting um, trip. Yep. And uh, so he knows how to do stuff. And so he explains to her how to make a fire, and it saves her life. Oh, that's, episode two. that's nice. He's like, take the matches that are in your pocket and strike them against the the bumpy side of the matchbox, Lord. and then you have fire. You make kindling and stuff. She's yeah. like, oh my god, how get are you brush so knowledgeable? And sticks together. 
um, years of training. Anyways, so uh, Cleo in episode three, Cleo and Greg are starting to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts. He he tells her to listen to the commentary. And she doesn't want to because it makes her upset, but he's like, you have to pay attention to it because it tells you where other people are, what people are doing, and helps you know how many people are left in the games as well. That's all really important information. Yeah. And so this is how we get Cleo to keep the radio on so that we can always hear Mm -hmm. the commentary of the funny people. Of the funny boys. Um, Us two boys, or maybe some other boys. People that are actually funny. Other funnier boys. Uh, (laughs) People, yeah. We'll write some of their jokes, but you yeah, know, they're better. They're so better. They are better speakers. Yep, just like the boss, just like Greg's boss. Yeah, better. Just better in every way. The commentators are talking a lot about this guy. His name's Inkita, mm-hmm. um, and his number is eleven fifty. So, um, if you haven't noticed, there's fifty people in the games. Essentially, it's eleven fifty through. Um, uh, 1,200. 1,200. Yeah. Yeah. So 1,150. He's number one, right? So he's got... That's his number. All right. That's cool. Anyway. That's good. I like uh, it. And Kita, he's killing everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, they are... The announcers are going crazy over this guy. Like, he's, you know, a soccer player who scored three goals in a game. Or he is the Messi of He's a football player who's got four touchdowns. He's like... Yeah, he's like Messi for soccer. He's like Christian McCaffrey in football or... Uh, what was another example? I don't know. Michael like Jordan in basketball. Okay. Maybe pick someone that's relevant today. LeBron James uh, in basketball. Again, maybe pick someone that's relevant today. That's LeBron James. He's old, man. He still plays. He, he does still play, but he's old. I mean, so is Messi, too. May, and a pick he's to me. still in like Space Jam, Any, anyways, too. Anyways, this doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about... Talk, don't need to talk about sports or space jam so too. you know they're going crazy they're like oh my god and Kita, he's so good you know they're talking like out that, of that nowhere like, he comes with the backhanded slap and then oh my god he's picked up a rock oh my god squish yeah very very uh tough yeah guy whoever this dude is well, right starting to get scared of him you know we'll write that's, better that's, dialogue that's for the uh for the commentators than them just saying omg yeah. or worse dialogue or worse we could definitely write worse dialogue than that i believe yeah. in us so uh she's starting to hear that um she finds another house she gets a hatchet from it so now she's got like a weapon slash tool which is good mm-hmm. and she begins like chopping up wood and starts to turn her cabin into like a better home mm-hmm. um, as she finds more resources now that we have Greg on the other line, we're going to be cutting back between the two. So we're going to see Greg's life as well. Greg has a nice shelter. He found a revolver. Um, so he's got like a real weapon. Has he got bullets in it? Yeah. Okay. And uh, during the day, he runs into a wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll have like a nice scene of like the wolf stalking him and him. He has the revolver and he's like ready to use it. Um, but he doesn't want to waste the bullets. So he ends up popping a flare. Which is risky because, you know, it reveals his location, but he doesn't want to waste the bullets because he only has three. Yeah, okay. Right? It would probably take two or three to kill the wolf, so... Wolves are tough. You know, he feels like it's more valuable to keep the, the bullets. Mm-hmm. So he pops the flare and scares the wolf away because wolves are scared of fire. Yeah. Um, and so he gets away from the wolf. He tells her about it, and she's, like, coming back. 
And the episode ends with she gets attacked by a wolf as well oh, no. and almost dies, but she ends up killing it with her hatchet. Nice. So we have the fake out with Greg getting attacked by the wolf, mm-hmm. but he ends up scaring it away. But she actually gets out of nowhere, jumps like there's no buildup. Yeah. His whole thing is like getting stalked over and over again. And he scares it away and she gets jumped out of nowhere. Um, Maybe she sees the wolf in her smoke face of the f- hatchet. Yeah. Oh, I keep going. What are you oh, saying? I was it's saying maybe smoke. she sees the smoke of the flare, like as he's telling her about it. Oh, it's not going to be the same wolf because they're very far apart. Oh, okay, apart. We'll my, my bad. It. I thought it was the same wolf. I thought the wolf was going to be the big bad of the of the show. No, no, no. The, the big bad's Ankita. He's yeah. the guy on the radio. The oh, big bad of the show building him up. You know, is the is the is the is the people who did the Coliseum show, yeah. and then at the end, it's revealed that the person who runs Coliseum Incorporated is the wolf in a suit. It's the wolf. Yep, the wolf's in a suit. It's like, well, that, then the, then that person's dead because she uses the hatchet to, like, butcher this wolf in front of her. Mm-hmm. But she gets bit, obviously, and she's a little mauled up. And so um, she, like, crawls back to her little home and Greg helps her patch up, but um, she stopped the bleeding, but she doesn't know if, you know, if the bite's infected or what. She, like, doesn't... This could be a huge problem. She could die, and she could get sick and stuff. Yeah, she should. And then she's screwed over for the game. She could have rabies. But Greg has medicine. He has uh, antibiotics. Penicillin. Is penicillin, penicillin used for that stuff? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not a medical guy. I'm, mm. Um. So the show ends like that. Like, you know, she's almost died. Yeah. Gets back, patches up the blood. Uh, episode four. Cleo needs to find Greg. So that she can recover from the wolf bite. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode is, is about them sort of struggling across the island to get to each other. They've sort of, you know, the, this episode is like a lot of like mapping, trying to figure out, you know, uh, where each other are. And there's like one kind of big hill near the center and they're making their way towards that mm-hmm. to meet each other. It's a big island, so it's hard for, it takes a while for them to figure it all out. Um and so this is where they start learning a bit about each other's past, and this is where Greg tells her about why he's here, and like for killing his uh, his his boss boss slash bull. Yeah, and uh, Cleo starts to get nervous, right? Because now she knows Greg is a guy that's murdered someone. Mm-hmm. In her head, this whole time, she's kind of been thinking that you know she's kind of separated him from everyone else because he's been helping her. Yeah. Like he's not he he didn't he's probably innocent like I am right mm-hmm. he didn't kill anyone and uh, now she realized like oh yeah he is a bad person maybe he can also uh, find out her age I think he already knows she's young okay. right because her voice is going to be younger mm-hmm. but um, this like and like when they first like talk by the fire like she has no idea what anything is yeah okay but what are you saying though about the age well thing? I was just like you know. He can just, like, assume she's, like, 25-ish or, like, you know, 27 because people's voices don't change that much from 17 to 27. And then she could be like, yeah, you know, I I was living with my mom or, you know, and she says something that indicates that she's not, you know, an adult. He's like, how old are you? She's like, 17. He's like, holy shit. What are you doing out here? You're a kid. And that's when we can have the moment where... She gets suspicious of him, but he then, like, is, like, doubles down in his commitment to this person, because this is a kid. 
in his mind, this is a child, and, you know, he his life is over. He's, he's past his prime, he's 36, the oldest anyone's ever been, and, you know, his life is... is pointless but if he can yep the oldest anyone has ever been 36 36 no one's made it past that age nope uh and so in his mind he can be like well if you know if i die that's fine whatever who cares but you know if i'm able to get her like if if she's able to live i will be will have been successful you know yeah so we can have like a yeah, I, I like, yeah. an interesting like kind of a, a pull between their their motivations because she can be like mm-hmm. I'm not you know I want to get this penicillin and go away because this guy's a fucking murderer he's like I can't let this you know girl go Kid away die, yeah. so I need to be with her like well see they're 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 still coming towards each other though she's not splitting off now she's getting more nervous about seeing him but she's not. She's, she still needs to get yeah. to him because she needs the medicine, right? Yeah, but she could be like, so, once she gets the medicine, I'm out. As soon as, you know, I've got the medicine, I'm leaving. He's like, I'm staying with you. Well, see, they, we don't, we're not going to get into that yet because there's stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. So she's not explaining to him that she, how she what she's thinking about this. She's not saying, like, we just see that she's nervous about meeting him yeah. and the way she's talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so... In this episode, it's not just them, you know, getting to trying to find each other and, and like, you know, wrestling with the, like, her wrestling with actually going to him because he might be bad. Mm-hmm. Um, to hype, uh, to heighten how he might be bad, um, he gets attacked by another person and has to kill them. Mm-hmm. In the process, he uses two bullets. Now he only has one bullet left. Oh, God. And maybe she doesn't, he doesn't say anything in the radio, but she listens to the commentary. And they're describing him. Yeah, she hears that he's killed someone, yeah. And he's like, oh, she's even more nervous now. Maybe she asks him about it, and he says, like, he had to do it and tries to argue it or something. But, you know, still they're going to go to each other. Mm-hmm. Because she needs the medicine, and he wants to protect her. Um, Cleo, during this, also finds a dead Victoria Wells, number 1164. Oof. Poor Victoria. Her, his, her cellmate. Mm-hmm. She's dead. dead. She's got a crossbow bolt through her head. Oof. Rough way to go. Episode five. After a long journey, they finally get together. Um, but they're in like a little bit like of a town. It's like sort of a valley, and she's up on the hill, and he's in, he's down in the center. She's hiding up on the hill. Mm-hmm. And he's shouting around like, Cleo, where are you, Cleo? And he's like, she's talking on the radio. He's like, I, you said we'd, we'd meet here. I, I thought you'd, you're like, you know, you should have been here before me. Um, and she's hiding up in the hill because she's nervous because she thinks that he might shoot her. Mm-hmm. And she's scared because he has a gun, right? Um, and so Greg is trying to like let her, you know, relax. And so he stands in the open. He puts his gun down to show he's friendly. And just as Cleo decides to go and meet him, a crossbow bolt goes through his head. Oof. Um, uh, it, brutally, absolutely murdered. Oh, right out of nowhere. I love it. Yep. And uh, she screams and runs to hide. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe a crossbow bolt will come near her. Um, and uh, she ends up in a cave at night, um, making a fire. And on the walkie, she hears a voice. It's Ankita. Ah. He picked up the walkie now. Yeah, he's got the walkie he's and a gun. Yep. Only one bullet, but he's still got a gun. And the crossbow. And a crossbow. And he seems like a lunatic, so that's a that's an an edge. Seems like a lunatic. We'll get there. 
So, episode six. We're getting near the end here. It's only episode eight episode show. Mm-hmm. All right, the explanations are getting shorter. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Episode six. Cleo sneaks back out to where Greg is to get the antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Um, during this, she runs into another player, and she has to kill them with her hatchet. Um, she cries. It's like, you know, the first time she's ever killed someone. This is really rough on her. Yeah. Um, and as she's hiding in the cave, you know, taking the antibiotics, upset that she just killed someone, and Kita's taunting her because he found the body. And we'll cut back between them. So this is the first time we'll see him. Mm-hmm. He's over the body. Um, he's the gun now, and he's like, you know, he's like, you're just you're just like me now. You thought you were better than me or whatever last night. or Because she was like, you're talking about how evil he is, and he's like a bad person. He's like, you're just as bad as me. You killed this poor girl or guy or whatever. Yeah, poor girl. Do you know that she's 15? You know? He just drops a okay, maybe he drops a fat remember, a bomb <laughs> on her. The, the girl that she killed, yeah, was a was a child, was a child. literal child. I was kind of having her be the youngest person in it, okay. so maybe it's like, um, I don't know. Well, at the beginning you said under twenty five, so I just figured it was anyone under the age of twenty five. Like they, they uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll put a but baby in my in head. There. She's the youngest person there, so we can mm-hmm. justify her as like the best option to survive yeah um and she's innocent uh, as well so that you know gets there it's good as well mm-hmm. so she's uh, obviously upset um about the taunting mm-hmm. but she, you know she's trying to like get over it trying to she just murdered someone she says, she's a little tougher now right yeah. so at the end of this it, this is really hits her hard but at the end of this she is a little tougher because she's now she's killed someone she's you know she can handle herself with the hatchet. Um, this is the end of the second seven. arc. Episode six is the end of, of the second, you know, part of the story. She's at her, the character, the main character is at their lowest. They, they rise themselves up. Now she's getting a lot. Uh, this Back. is the rise here. Yeah. Well, actually, the lowest might be on this episode. We'll see in a second okay. here. Um, episode seven. So we've been scared about wolves and other people. Um, there's something to be more scared about than other people. Uh, and guns and wolves and that's a bear oh no in this episode she gets stalked by a grizzly bears bear. are fucking scary um, man and she gets chased into a home and it's absolutely destroying everything mm-hmm. and in the home she finds a rifle and uh this is gonna be an awesome scene where she like she like grabs the rifle it comes through the door she's like laying on her back um facing it and she like pumps like eight bullets into this uh bear and it's like a bolt action so she's like really cranking the bolt back and forth back and forth really quickly yeah and uh just before the bear gets her it like falls on top of her mm-hmm. and dies Oof. and so we got like this you know rough scene where she's like trying to crawl out from this enormously heavy bear yeah. that's on top all of her. the blood from the bear like all the gunshot wounds is dripping just, all over yeah. and she's like uh she, mm-hmm. you know she's gonna throw up she's, she's probably crying and like upset i mean who, who wouldn't when I, you got a dead bear i would on top cry so i would just lie <laughs> down and die i wouldn't i wouldn't move at all yeah <laughs> die yeah. um yeah and so as she's you know last second she kills it um uh, in this episode, we're also going to learn, um, and Keith is going to kill someone, um, and for his, uh, it's, I think it's, we'll say it's his 30th killer, 20th killer, something. He's really, it, it's like the most in the Coliseum history. Yeah. And, uh, for doing that, he gets a gift from like the announcers and from like the play runners. Mm-hmm. 
and he gets a like a, a Skype call or whatever, like a Zoom or a FaceTime with his family back home, mm-hmm. and uh, you can see like his wife and his daughter, and uh, he learns his daughter is really sick. Oh, and they can't afford it, and they're like, she's like, you need to win as soon as possible because you know I need you back here to help me with her and. Uh, I need someone else working so that we can get enough money to pay for her surgery or treatment mm-hmm. or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So now he's got even more incentive to, to get back home to his family so he can help his daughter. That's good. I like that. It's a little bit of humanizing, a humanizing moment for this guy who's been just a total monster the entire show. Yeah. So we can see, like, why he's so committed to winning, right? Mm-hmm. Is that he needs to, you know, get back to his family. Yeah. If this were another, like, media, if this were another kind of media, like a video game or something, he would be the protagonist. He's got, you know, relatable, sympathetic goals, you know, and he's a total badass. But this, that's not this kind of show. This kind of show is a young woman just, like, being covered in blood and tears and snot and probably some of her own vomit underneath of a bear. Yeah. (laughs) Which I love. That she just killed. Absolutely awesome. So, pretty cool. Um, Episode 8, the final episode. With the rifle and her newfound confidence after killing a bear and a person, Mm -hmm. she prepares for the final round. The commentators declare that whoever captures the flag on Moose Hill's watchtower wins the game. Mm -hmm. So it's this big, like, fire watchtower. Yeah. Uh, You know, I'm talking like those really big ones with, like, the staircase that wrap around them, and, like, the top is, like, a a room you could live in. Mm -hmm. Um so uh, that's where the flag is, and they all have to get there to get it. Whoever gets the flag first wins. And the commentators, you know, they, they say that, like, in a big, you know, like, they got drones with, like, big uh, speakers on them that blare throughout the whole place. And uh, the way the show sort of concludes is she's in a long, drawn-out battle with Enkita and the other remaining contestants, mm-hmm. which ultimately ends with uh, Enkita killing almost everyone except for one or two that Cleo kills mm-hmm. and she's running up the watchtower and she finally gets to the top of bolt goes through her shoulder Oof. and uh, she's like bleeding like just out of arm's reach from the flag mm-hmm. and he's right in front of it and he sort of pushes her away from it and uh, this is the moment where we see him debating because the announcers are talking and you can hear it on the radio they're talking about how much money the Cleo's family is about to get. She's, they're going to get like $5 million or something like that or $10 because the show has had like crazy ratings and the, the prizes are based off the ratings. Yeah. So it's a ton of money. Mm-hmm. And Nikita, he's won. The flag's right there. But if he picks that flag up and he grabs it or he shoots Cleo, one or the other, yeah. like to, to kill her, he's it's over. You know, he he he's he wins the game. He gets to go free. But he gets but no money. he doesn't get the money. Mm-hmm. And in that call, we'll sort of talk about, like, he, he'll he sort of argue with his wife and be like, I couldn't, you know, even if I came back, we wouldn't even be able to help her in time. And so he's debating this, right? Mm-hmm. In his head. And um, seemingly mistaken, mistakenly, but actually purposefully, he leaves Greg's revolver close by to her on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like, he puts his uh, stuff down, and the, the revolver is, like, really close to her on the ground. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, debating this. And he's art like you know, uh, he's like you know he's kind of seemingly decides that he's gonna grab it, but 
um, she picks up the revolver and shoots him. Blam! And she wins the game and lives. Right through the chest. And the, the, the idea here is that, like, he puts the revolver close to her because he can't make that decision himself. He knows it's the right decision mm-hmm. to get his family the money, but he can't decide. Like, he can't bring himself to kill himself. Yeah. Maybe we can also have a rule that, like, like that. suicides mean that the prizes are forfeit because that would be pretty boring. Yeah. That'd be that'd be good too. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's the idea I wanted. I wanted him. I wanted the the person that should win mm-hmm. has to lose because they want to help someone. Like they have to get the prize of of the monetary prize. Yeah. And so he to to justify it in his head because he can't bring himself to actually. Um, he can't you know bring himself to make that decision mm-hmm. or we have the suicide rule either way he puts that gun near her yeah almost subconsciously but like on purpose like he's doing it um so that she can kill him and win mm-hmm. all right wait that's how the show ends we could have a cool final shot where they're just you know they're in the top of the f- watchtower the flag is sitting you know in between them and they're both leaning up against like the opposite walls of the, you know, little cabin at the top of the watchtower, you know, the snow is yeah. starting to, like, it, the snowfall is starting, and it's, like, coming in through the broken, shattered windows, and they're both just bleeding profusely as she's, you know, got this bolt in her shoulder, he's got this massive hole in his chest, and they're just both sitting there, just breathing heavily, you know, and they look up at each other, and they share one knowing glance, you know, and then we slowly zoom out of the window and then you know out of the town and then just you know into white maybe maybe we could get like because it'd be hard to explain maybe he could say something to her about like how he kind of wanted her to do it or something like that it'd have to be really well written Mm -hmm. for it not to feel like you're explaining something very obvious to the audience yeah um but I also think silence that's like, would be you know, good too. Like that, his, his wife's gonna get the money. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, maybe a shot after that that would show his wife and daughter getting the money would help reveal that, like as to why he did. Yeah, it. or he could um, just be like, without just him explicitly saying, you know, you just saved my little girl, something like that. I don't know. But yeah, there should def- tell my little girl I love her or something like yeah. that. That's his last word. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, if you didn't notice, that revolver, by the way, is the same revolver Greg had, which only had one bullet left. So that was the final bullet that he had. Remember, he had three bullets. Yeah. Two shot the wolf, one shoots the bad guy to win the game. Shoot me last. Shoot me last. That's the show. I liked it a lot. That was really good. Yeah. I enjoyed it quite uh, a bit. Yeah. Uh, and what would be the final song that played over the, the ending? I think we've done this before, um, but I suggested it to you, mm-hmm. so I'm just gonna do it again. Uh, it's it's called "The Lion's Roar" by uh, First Aid Kit. Oh yeah, it's right here. It's the song mm, it should be in the uh, little chat that we have going here, but uh, that's the song that play at the end. All right, cool. It's got sort of like a nice sort of folksy, but like uh, ethereal tune to yeah, it, which I think some was somber melancholy, nice. you know. Mm-hmm. That's the show. Uh, yeah, well, th- I think it's fun. Um, if you know, there was another season, it'd be all new characters, whole new environment. Yeah, maybe we would just see like we would see her like on a TV screen, you know, in like one scene. Whole new environment, whole new show. The next show, yeah, whole new rules, yeah. all that stuff. And she's like going. They on interview t- like old winners or something like that, 
and we see like some who are like actually interested in the interview and like want to talk about how their how their game was and she's like now fuck you i don't want to be on this yeah got it like don't i don't want to talk about this there's like a traumatic experience get out of my yard get out of my yard that's what she says since she's in yeah. a tv studio they're like what get out of yeah. my yard <laughs> yep yeah, well, thank you everyone for listening to the Very Reasonable Pilots podcast. I've been your host, Charles Long. With me, as always, my co-host, editor, producer, co-pilot, gunner, and navigator, Jacob Cloth. If you like what you heard here and you want to hear more, please give us a like, a follow, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your dog, tell your cat. And always remember to wash behind the ears and be nice to small children, unless those small children are little pricks. And then you can be as mean as you like. No, be nice to kids. Nah. Have a good one. (laughs)